0: The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Today's edition of Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast, is brought to you by the updated HTM Podcast Network online, hittingmarks.com, Also brought to you by Hamine Media Group. Two feeds now for your listening pleasure. Hacker as well as Group.podbean.com. Also available over at the PW Hustle, PWHustleNetworks.Podbean.com, and syndicated by our friends over at NDPW.com. You can find Destino wherever you listen to your favorite podcast—be it Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Apple, Google, or iHeartRadio. On today's episode, I'm joined by Mighty Joe Moran from Turnbuckle Talk here on the HTM Podcast Network to talk about the finals of World Tag League and Best of the Super Juniors. We also have one hell of a Stardom update, so let's go ahead and jump into it. But first. My friends from Down Under, this is Knife Party.
1: You blocked me on Facebook, uh, and now you're going to die. Now you're going to die.
0: Not that it happens a lot, but on occasion, I, I kind of screw up. So last episode, I told you guys that we had our big show coming up on, you know, D- December 15th. Totally had the date wrong. The sh- date of the show was actually December 20th, and it was on pay-per-view, so unfortunately, I haven't gotten to see the show yet. But I do have results. I have results for the December 16th show in and Hall, the December 19th show in Suzuoka, as well as the big December 20th show in Osaka, even if I haven't seen the show yet. So we'll go ahead. We'll run through the results and, and we'll try to keep this one as short as we possibly can because Mighty Joe and I, we went for over an hour just talking about World Tag League and the best of Super Juniors because, you know, we got to shill as much as we possibly can for that Hiromu versus El Desperado match. Just absolutely incredible. So December 16th, inside of and Hall, Starlight Kid defeats Lady C with a twisting frog splash in five minutes and 40 seconds. Goygen Death defeats Konami and Ruaka by pinning Ruaka in nine minutes and two seconds. Big surprise there. I thought for sure Konami was going to get that win. Mayu Iwatani defeats Sayalita via submission in nine minutes. And ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, this match went nine minutes. At least eight and a half of that was Saya beating Mayu's ass. Saya just absolutely showing out. Plus, she's got a little bit of green in her hair. There's something going on with Saya. We would find out what that would be on December 19th. Riho and Sayan Kamatani defeat the team of Haimika and Micah when Saya pinned Micah in 10 minutes and 9 seconds. Absolutely hated this match. Yeah, huh, That's something you don't hear me say about a Micah match very often. Here's my problem. Micah and Jaimika, they, they tag together all the time. They're, they're both part of Donna Del Mundo. And they lose to a random pairing of Riho and Saya Kamatani. Really? That, that just seems absolutely completely out of place for me. Even if I do like Saya and Riho, I hate Saya's stupid dance, but I I actually like Saya as a talent. I don't get this one at all. And what are we doing with Riho? I'm tired of seeing her tag with people from Queen's Quest. I'm tired of seeing her tag with members of Oedo Tai. I'm tired of seeing her tag with members of Stars. I'm what are we doing? Just just put her in a faction already. Alright? Right now, she's kind of like the stardom whore. She's getting around to everybody. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Hell, maybe she can join the Cosmic Angels. The Cosmic Angels now are becoming their own thing. The Cosmic Angels, the team of Mina Shirakawa, Tam Nakano, and Unagi Sayaka defeat Oedo Tai. The team of Bea Priestley, Natsuko Tora, and Saki Kashima. What? What? What are we doing, stardom? I'm completely confused on this one, but I, I, I would get a, a little bit of, of faith restored as we would find out after the match that Konami and B are going to set to challenge the current tag champion, sayakamitani as well as Utami Hayashita. So, I'm looking forward to that match. At, le- at least, you know, B's going after her third belt since she got there. Never mind that she's lost the other two already. Like, Booking seems kind of eclectic in stardom right at the moment. Also, the Cosmic Angels. They've left stars. Tam is off and doing her own thing now. Tam, officially the leader of the Cosmic Angels. And Mayu Iwatani doesn't like that one bit. We'll, We'll get some more on that. Momo and Shiri defeat the team of Julia and Utami when Shiri pins Julia with a buzzsaw kick. 23 minutes and 41 seconds. Good match. I I enjoyed it. Uh, This basically set up around the two previews for the matchup on the 20th that for some reason I inexplicably thought was on the 15th. But, hey, you know, it happens. Um, Julia takes to the microphone afterwards and she says, well, this doesn't vote well for Siri because Julia does not have it in her vocabulary back-to-back losses. So it it would seem as though Julia is going to win on the 20th. Right? More on that later. Julia defeats Utami for the Tokyo Sports MVP. Um this is kind of like our version of like, you know, Pro Wrestling Illustrated in the in the PWI top 500. Utami feels like she should have been number 1. Obviously, you can make a hell of a case for Utami, especially finishing the year on top with the red belt, but Julia's held the white belt basically all year. So now we have something for Utami to strive for as we go into 2021. So that should be very very interesting. December 19th in Shizuoka, they are starting to upload this show as of Sunday the 20th. I believe the first two matches are up. Raka defeats Lady C. Konami wins a three way battle over Saya and Mina Shaokawa. Siri and Natsupoi, that's a fun tag team, defeat the Cosmic Angels team of Tam Nakano and Unagi Sayaka. Starlight Kid, Mayu Iwatani, and Riho defeat 080 ties Bia Priestley, Saki Kashima, and Natsukatora, thankfully via DQ. I I haven't seen the match, but I see an Oedo-Tai match ending in disqualification, and I can only assume that Natsuko Tora took her chain and wrapped it around Starlight Kid's neck and then hung her from the top rope. Yeah, that's a thing. Donna Del Mundo defeat Queen's Quest, the team of Julia, Micah, and Haimika, defeating the team of Saya, Momo, and Utami, because we all know Momo sucks. So let's talk about the big show, and I'm sorry I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment too much on the matches, but there is a couple of results here that are uh, rather interesting. Saya Lita captures the Future of Stardom Championship from Micah in a triple threat match with Saya Kamatani. We're taking the future title off of Micah. I'm not happy about this. I love Micah. I mean, Saya's great, but she's not Micah. What what are we doing? Why, why are we suddenly punishing uh, uh, Donna Del Mundo? This this doesn't make any sense. It would make sense later. Stardom hasn't a nice way of working out like that. Oedo ties Konami, Natsuka, Tora defeat Riho and Ruaka via Konami tapping out Ruaka with the Triangle Lancer. Haimika and Natsupoi defeat Oedo Tais via Priestley and Saki Kashima when Haimika pins Saki with a running Bomb. High speed title on the line and people are raving about this match. I cannot wait to see it as AZM defends her title against Marvelous's Hoshizuki with a small package. Yeah, the, the, the match ended with a small package. And people are raving about this match. I'm very intrigued to see this. Artist of Stardom titles on the line as the new champions, Cosmic Angels, defend their belts in an elimination match against S.T.A.R.S., the team of Mayu, Goiken, Death, and Starlight Kid. Julia and Suri. champion versus champion, title for title. It's WrestleMania Six, the wonder of stardom title on the line as well as the S.W.A. Championship only to go to a 30-minute draw. Yep, true Donna Del Mundo fashion. Neither one of them loses. Both retain their titles. And then in your main event, Utami would defeat Momo Watanabe in her first defense with the BT bomb because we all know Momo sucks. That's right. Say it with me, ladies and gentlemen. Momo sucks Utami wants to defend the title next month They're going to be inside of the Nippon Budokan The same place where we saw the World Tag League And Best of Super Junior Finals And immediately, Micah runs to the ring as fast as she possibly can because not only does she want to challenge for the red belt, she wants to do it in the frickin' Budokan. Suddenly, I'm fine with Micah losing the Future of Stardom Championship. I know she's not going to win this match, but oh my gosh, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I am looking forward to it. So let's go ahead. We will throw it over to the break. A word from our friends over at Hami and media. And then I have some Japanese hip hop for you, ladies and gentlemen with fucking hero. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of response we get out of this. We will catch you on the other side of the break to talk world tag league and best of super juniors.
1: Ho, ho, happy Hameen holidays. As 2020 winds down with over 2.2 million downloads, the Hameen Army marches into 2021 with sights set on 3 million downloads and beyond. We'd like to thank you, the listeners and sponsors, for following and supporting us on all of Hameen Media Group affiliate channels as we continue to provide the very best variety of entertainment anywhere pro wrestling movie reviews tv show reviews news sports conspiracy and satire we have everything for your listening or viewing pleasure add homie media to all your favorite audio and video platforms itunes stitcher iHeart, Twitch, and YouTube are just some of the many ways you can get your fill of all of the HMG content. And speaking of getting your fill, if you're cooking this holiday season, there's only one olive oil to use in all your delicious delectable dishes. Zordos Artisan Greek Ultra Premium Olive Oil. This olive oil is not only the perfect ingredient for your festive feast, but Zordos Olive Oil makes the perfect gift for any foodie or fan of fantastic food. Head over to Olive oil.com and taste what the term ultra premium means. Now, after a good meal or to kickstart your morning, what's better than a cup of bro, bro? The Coffee Broasters Russo's brand coffee is better than your average cup of Joe, bro. When checking out at thecoffeebroasters.com, use the promo code BRO5LB for a special price on a five pound bag of Russo's brand coffee. This deal is too good to pass up on, bro. Did somebody say deal? Well, Stevie Richards and ForceUSA.com have a deal for you. Are you looking to build a better you? How about the best custom home gym you can imagine? ForceUSA delivers sturdy, innovative, and versatile strength training equipment for home gyms and training studios alike. Enter promo code Stevie5 for a special 0% financing offer at checkout. Also, check out StevieRichardsFitness.com. For a fantastic, affordable resistance band training program and yoga program, choose from the 12 and 16 week program as well as a dynamic yoga program that will get you ready to burn off those calories after those huge holiday meals. If you're interested in a band new you for 2021 and years to come, Stevie Kick, start your health with Stevie Richards, fitness.com, prowrestlingtees.com Celebrate all of the Hami media personalities and independent pro wrestling stars by giving the gift of... Or grabbing up for yourself The coolest merch any wrestling fan desires Again, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com And support Indie Wrestling today Hey Infidels Do you want to become a Hami Media Group operative? Then follow us at Hami Media Group on Twitter and request a link to our private Discord channel. You can also find us on Facebook at Hami Media Discussion Group and interact with all of the HMG personalities as well as joining in on the fun discussions, watch-along events, and games. You can also follow us on Instagram to like Comment and participate on all of the HMG and Conspiracy Horseman propaganda. Once again, thank you to all of the subscribers, followers, sponsors, guests, producers, and host of Hami Media as we march to 3 million downloads. All of this is possible because of you. ออย่าจำฉันให้เป็นใครที่ตัว to the ได้เป็นโปรดอย่าทําร้ายกันด้วย who live like as the Pablo. I'ma like the hip Hopers Could you all song? boost on Skywalker, do star like a rocker? More cousin,
0: All right, so we are back for segment two to talk World Tag League Best of Super Juniors final. That was uh, Fucking Hero. Yeah, Japanese hip-hop. Who knew? Great stuff. <laughs> Great stuff. We are back with Mighty Joe Morin from Turnbuckle Talk. And Joe, I... I'm more excited than normal to talk to you because this show really that was a two match show all right but but the undercard they're setting up a ton of stuff for Wrestle Kingdom and then I thought both of the final matches were actually worthy of being final matches at least the world tag league final until at the very end when we got all of the crazy interference but then the best of super junior final I think I have to go back in time like 9 years to find a match that I was this emotionally invested in.
2: Oh, yeah for sure. But before we get to anything else, I I just I want to give this a shot and see if I can get it on the first try. Biaka Biaka see I messed it up. Biaka Batuka.
0: Biaka Batuka. There you go. Biaka
2: Batuka. I've been practicing and I messed it up on the first try.
0: Fantastic. Biaka Batuka. <laughs> yeah. Go back listen to the last episode of hitting the March pro.
2: Oh, that was fantastic.
0: I almost said Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You know, we we haven't done that in like, you know, nine months, and it's still.
2: It still sticks me I still do the same thing. It's like, the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast? Oh, no, wait a second. That's not what it is anymore. No. But, uh, but, yeah, that was uh, fantastic. And, and dude, I mean, that uh, matchup, I mean, we'll get to the details, but match of the year contender for me. I mean, uh, th- there's not much else out there that kind of um, is in the – it's at the top of my mind when it comes to that so it's likely going to be a match of the year quite honestly
0: imperfect perfection that's what that match was but we got to start off we'll start at the beginning of the card kind of go through things world tag league best of super juniors final from the nippon budokan um i absolutely love this freaking venue anytime that they are in the budokan i absolutely love it there's just something about that building
2: is that not where they they run like some sumo wrestling matches and stuff are
0: there yeah, and they run giant concerts in that place too.
2: It's a really cool looking venue. I mean, uh, I like uh, the Tokyo Dome and Corrigan as much as the next guy, but I mean that venue like it's it's cool. It's cool looking. I dig it.
0: Uh, the new, the big room, the grand room in Osaka. Uh, mm-hmm. That place has become one of my favorite venues too. We, I, I feel like I could do a whole podcast just about the venues that I see throughout Japan. It, it's I wish absolutely I could just crazy. go to
2: these places, but we can't now. I know, but eventually, eventually, maybe.
0: We, we'll see about that. All right, let's go ahead. We'll we'll start with the very, very first match. Chase Owens, Taiji Ishimori, and Bad Luck Fale defeat the team of Show, Robbie Eagles, and Toru Yano in five minutes and 53 <laughs> seconds. At least it was short. Uh, but, Joe, when I first saw this on the card, I was like... Oh, are, 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 are we potentially going to build to, like, a, a Ishimori versus Robbie Eagles or a Ishimori versus Show? Like, th- there's a lot of possibilities here inside of the junior division. No. Uh, this match was all to set up Bad Luck Fale versus Toru Yano.
2: <laughs> oh, I remember you sending me this when I was
0: at work, and I was like, oh, oh,
2: oh, like, I get it, but oh. There's so much talent in this match.
0: Gimmick match hell is what we're going back to. But I gotta say, Bad Luck Fale, when he broke that trophy, he may have become one of my favorite professional wrestlers ever. So we are going to end up with Bad Luck Fale versus Toru Yano, and while that will be an absolute train wreck, this match is being built around the fact that Toru Yano is now obsessed with trying to body slam Bad Luck Fale. Now, Bad Luck Fale has lost like you know sixty kilograms of weight. He looks mm-hmm. great, but he, he is still by far the biggest man on the roster. Yeah. like this, this. Is this gonna be WrestleMania three? Is this? Are, are they actually uh, gonna like try to reenact WrestleMania three?
2: That would be hilarious. Like, uh, like, would Toriyano actually dress up like Big John Studd to make this happen? I I don't know. I don't that know. Would be- I, if that's the case, uh, do count me in. Like I, I, I think I would be highly <laughs> entertained by that as much as you would hate it, probably. But uh, oh, just I mean uh, the, the potential for and, and you just you know that of course we know that these guys like working with Yano in these kind of situations. It's almost like a like a fun kind of a break kind of a match for these guys. So I, I imagine that uh, Bad Luck's gonna have some fun with uh, Yano here. But uh, you know, I always thought that Yano was scared of Tongans, and uh, right.
0: I, I, I'm pretty sure that that ended when we ended mm. up with the baby face heel. Like, clearly, we thought that he was afraid of Tongans. In reality, he was simply afraid of Tama Tonga's hair. Mm. Once he cut the hair, no longer afraid of the Tongans.
2: Still, we'll, I imagine we'll get to that, but I'm still trying to get around to him just to see – that's not Tonga to me. It's just a,
0: I look at him and I'm like, that's some other dude there. The baby face heel. Love it. It's literally
2: a baby <laughs> face.
0: Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, and Will Ospreay defeat the team of Hanare, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kazuchika Okada. Imagine mm-hmm. this, Hanare taking the pin in this matchup. 10 minutes and 45 seconds. And it seemed like this was going to be an Okada versus Ospreay preview for Wrestle Kingdom, and we got a little bit of that. But really what we were setting up, was the ace versus the Great O'Conn. Um, and, and this brings up a, a couple of different points. Joe, before we started recording, you said you're really taking to the Great Ocon. I'm very happy right. that we've already repackaged the Great Ocon a little bit. We got rid of the, mm-hmm. the bright red and yellow pants, and now we're just in trunks. He's got the badass robe. Um But I kind of feel like Doesn't this feel like Chris Jericho versus Fondango at WrestleMania? Just a little bit. I mean, come on, man. The Great O'Con versus Hiroshi Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom.
2: That's that's a fair comparison, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I dig the you know Great O'Con and the, the basically they almost look like hammer pants at this point, but uh, you know that's a, uh, um, yeah, just you know what I, what I really liked about him, it was uh, on a show. Pre- Recently that I watched, he was able to essentially cut that little promo that he did without a microphone, and you could basically hear his voice throughout the whole place. Uh, th- that's an impressive feat. I mean, uh, obviously, you no, know, we're not in a big doom stadium uh, type of a setting there, but uh, to be able to to cut that little bit there with uh, without a microphone, uh, I was impressed by that, and uh, I, I I dig him in the ring, and I think this is a chance for uh, Tanohashi to put over con and kind of you know. Move him up the the ladder a little bit, because I I think he he could. It's, I'm curious to see what will happen here.
0: Here's the problem. All right, at this point, does it mean anything to beat Hiroshi Tanahashi? Like we have we have beat oh, Tanahashi just over and over and over, especially since the restart. And he looks great. He's moving around great. Like I feel like this is kind of. This is beneath Tanahashi to me. Like this is Wrestle Kingdom.
2: Yeah. And leading, you know, and during the pandemic, you know, he was such a cheerleader for for the product, and uh, it really seemed like that they, they 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 almost kind of, you know, th- this is our our face of the company here, and just he can't win. No, and, I, and and I feel you know to to kind of keep that legitimacy kind of going, you need to hand Hiroshi some uh some wins once in a while just to kind of keep him up there I mean otherwise you know just thinking from somebody coming in like for the first time and maybe kind of watching uh, one of these shows for the first time they're not going to think that Tanahashi is the ace this isn't that guy that's like the you know the guy for the, this company this guy's just a mid-card talent who's putting other guys over I mean somebody new to wrestling isn't going to see it that way but you know they, they're going to just see him as oh he's just some guy that just lost
0: yeah, I mean, like th- this would be the equivalency of, you know, beating John Cena at WrestleMania, but John Cena hasn't won a match since SummerSlam. So does right. it really mean a whole lot to beat John Cena at WrestleMania? You know, and i that's kind of how I've, I i can't even tell you the last time I remember Tanahashi winning a match, yeah. you know, and I mean, clearly it was like G1, but it, it was like a throwaway match that doesn't mean anything. You know, it's just it, I don't but, get it. But,
2: and what I'm afraid might happen and what you might have to do here to to start getting him some wins, like, are we going to have to make him a bad guy?
0: Man, is, is my dad is a heel wrestler. Is it all coming true? Is Hiroshi Tanahashi slowly <laughs> becoming El cockaroach I, I, I think he might have to at this point. I just – I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. Either that or they're, they're going to move him into the dance division, and he's going to be down there wrestling with Nagata and Kojima and Tenzan and –
2: yeah, I don't against guys, but
0: I I feel like he's got so much more to give, you know. Oh, but you got to give him some wins, give him some yeah. wins.
2: Yeah, I mean, and he's working a lot too. I mean, just uh, he's not getting any younger. So I think if you're going to do some stuff with Tanahashi, I mean, you're going to have to do it sooner Dude, or, like, or later.
0: My God, Shingo and Sonata defeat the evil pimps, the team of Yujiro and well, evil. And this was actually really significant because Sonata finally has lost his shit. Like, just out of nowhere. Like, Evil's been pulling this shit, you know, since going back to, like, July. And all of a sudden, Sonata cares. Now Sonata is pissed because Wrestle Kingdom's coming up and we have nothing for Sonata to do. So Sonata loses his shit. He beats up on Evil. And then Shingo pulls Sonata off. And Sonata goes after Evil again. And then evil tucks his tail, runs backstage. Sonata goes and beats his ass backstage too. Yep. this is more fire I've seen out of Sonata than I've seen in like five years of Sonata all put together.
2: Right, good to finally see, but it's just like I won't say too little, too late with him, but just
0: it's that, that's been, exactly bro- what it is. It's too yeah. little, too late.
2: It, it, it's such a weird thing because you could see uh, clearly how talented the dude is, but it's just like this, this blank, vacant stare and lack of character just, it, it didn't do it for me for so long. It's like, uh, and I, I like that they're actually doing something, but I mean, we should have been doing this the whole time. Cause I mean, just the, the dude is just, I would say buried at this point, but like you, you want to like, and
0: push for the guy, but just, it's like, he it doesn't give me any reason to. I like Sonata in the tag team division. Evil and Sonata was fantastic, and I, as yeah. much as I love Evil and Sonata, I think I like Shingo and Sonata even more. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead, give me a run of Shingo and Sonata as a tag team. Hell, it yep. even gives Shingo a little bit of time off. But at the end of the match, we would see Jeff Cobb appear. Jeff Cobb is going to be challenging Shingo Takagi for the Bad Motherfucker Championship at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I'm looking forward to this matchup. Yeah, but, but if if Jeff Cobb wins that match, go ahead and give me you know six months of Shingo and Sonata. I'm totally oh, yeah. fine with that.
2: Absolutely, I think that's a good way to kind of set that up. And uh, yeah, dude, I'm just it's going it's like two wrecking balls are gonna gonna go at it. Shingo and Cobb. Man, I'm on board for that one. That's gonna be um, I'm gonna be watching watch that one. When my boy Shingo's on. I'm paying attention. Uh, that guys really really impressed me um, you know coming back from uh being off with this pandemic i mean Shingo's He's just incredible. been killing the dude i'm a, it's absolutely awesome
0: He's absolutely, and you got to think too
2: that that's got to be drawing some attention from some other companies out there. I mean, he's got to be like WWE and some of these other companies that we got looking at Shingon going, "Okay, you no, know, this guy's on our radar now." I mean, I think he's made that much of an impact that he's getting noticed.
0: And there's a lot of people that talk about people that could potentially make a jump from New Japan, but they always bring up names like you know Naito or hmm. Hiromu or Switchblade is Almost one that I keep crazy. hearing a Almost lot. <laughs> and and it's like, dude, these are guys that came up through the dojo. I don't see yeah. them going anywhere. But somebody yeah. like Shingo, mm-hmm. you could see Shingo make a jump to an AEW or potentially an NXT at some point. But he's yeah. not a spring chicken. If he's gonna do something, he's got to do it soon.
2: Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. And uh, I would just, I would fear, you know, we'd have like another, you know, just, I don't know. Um, I, uh, as much as you'd like to see the guy working for the top company, I mean, um, no uh, Nakamura. I mean, he could just yep. be potentially another guy like him,
0: or or so. he who shall not be named, who still sits in NXT for some unspeakable reason, and now he's wearing jeans with his boots, which is very <laughs> very confusing. But very I I can absolutely picture Shingo Takagi on the AEW roster. Oh, for sure, but, and especially uh, with his PWG roots
2: yeah but i just couldn't picture him being involved in all these little vignettes and other kind of stuff that they do there. just it's almost kind of i i honestly i I like to see Shingo get some success but at the same time it's like do maybe just stay in japan
0: yeah yeah i'm fine with that too i'm
2: perfectly fine with that
0: kota ibushi tags up with master fucking wado to defeat the team of bushi and naito uh and and the only thing that was memorable about this match, I, clearly this setup is an Ibushi versus Nayato preview for Wrestle Kingdom, but the Kamagoye from hell, Ibushi mm. Kamagoye's Bushi so fucking hard that I'm pretty sure Bushi's head is still in orbit.
2: Yeah, that, has there ever been a dislocated head in wrestling? Holy because I think that's, uh, that's, that's close, man. Yeah, that that's uh he put some uh, he put, put some stank some, on he, it. He put some gusto behind those knees, man. <laughs> like, it's, it's believable, and it, this is something like, like even just that that moment, like North American professional wrestling can take a cue for moments like this, you know, to add that believability to where you're like, where you're legitimately watching, and you're like, oh, oh, you know, just say that, that that to me that doesn't happen when I watch like Raw or SmackDown, you know. Which I'm normally not watching anyways, but there's I like those those moments. And they happen so often in Japan, just where like you're legitimately like, oh, like almost like uncomfortable. It's like, dude, they're like,
0: are, are you okay?
2: okay? <laughs> is he okay? Like, you know, Holy whereas in WWE, shit. like I know that they're okay, but um, but yeah, stuff like that is awesome, dude. That the Master Wato character, I mean, I, I'm I still don't get it. it. It does absolutely nothing for me. I mean, the, the, the guy's obviously talented. I get it, but that character is just like you need to repackage this kid.
0: I, and I know that we have people that listen to this show that have the ability to say, Hey, we need to repackage this kid. Yeah. Turn him heel, yep. put him in LIJ. That, yep. And let Wado and Bushi go after the junior tag titles. Like, I mean, I mean, that's the only yep. possible solution I see for master Wado at this point. Otherwise yeah. he's going to be Teguchi forever.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the ceiling, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, he's I mean, don't see honest. it. Don't see so. it. Yep. Let's talk about a couple of real tag teams here. The Gorillas of Destiny versus Finn Juice for the World Tag League title of 2020. Match goes 22 minutes and 15 seconds off of a super power bomb. The Gorillas finally claiming the World Tag League trophies. I believe this was their fourth time in the finals, but this is the first time they've actually gotten that win, which means that they will be going to Wrestle Kingdom to take on the Dangerous Techers, and they have finally avenged the loss to Finjuice, which seemed like it really, really bothered Tama Tonga. Uh 22 minutes and 15 seconds. I thought this was really, really good for about 17 minutes, and then the rails kind of came off of this match
2: a little too long. I, th- I think it's yeah, like he uh, I don't know if it's just exhaustion at this point, but um yeah, like a great match and it's like we just we just we pushed just a little too far on that. Well, um, it,
0: it, it's one of those things for me that the referees in New Japan don't have a whole lot of credibility to begin with. All right. They let it's, it's true. Especially they red let you. everything go, especially yeah. red shoes. So like especially. I I love the guy, but my god, right? He lets everything <laughs> but, go. Yeah. So he tosses Giotto out of the fucking match. Giotto goes to the back.
2: Why does he come back?
0: And come he back? just comes back. And it's like, no, you have been tossed out of the match. And he just, he comes back. I got to pull a Rick. Why did he come back? And not only does he come back, he brings fucking Kento with him. You, you know <laughs> what I mean? So it's just like. Okay, Uh so you you, you threw the guys out on the outside of the ring at the beginning of the match, Uh so it would be two guys versus two guys, (laughs) and then 17 minutes into a hell of a match... Not only does the guy who was on the outside come back, and he's like the slowest moving man on the face of the planet, right? Like, yeah. we're not talking about, like, Rey Mysterio comes running out of the back here. It's oh, freaking yeah. Giotto with his kendo stick, yeah. right? Yeah. And he, he walked, yeah. Yeah, no, that was that was Giotto running. That's yeah. that that that's Chato running, you know, running, yeah. and, and, and and no disrespect to Chato. The man has been through hell for, you know, 30 yeah, that, years, yeah. you know,
2: but like he can walk, let alone run. Right.
0: But run then he he's also bringing more help with Kenta and he comes out with the briefcase and he, and he whaps yeah. Finley in the head with the freaking briefcase and that leads to the one. And it's just like, we couldn't even put the gorillas over clean in, yeah. in the tag league final. Like if, if, if you want the gorillas to go over, just, just put them over. I don't need interference in no. every big bullet club match just because it's the bullet club match.
2: You know, it just—it so much felt like you know we we had our sports like New Japan for that three quarters and almost seven eighths of the match, and then we had to, we had to go sports entertainment at the end. I was just like, yes, it, it just—it it, it felt so it. Out, of, out of place for me. I mean. Good briefcase shot. I mean, he hit him nice and clean. I mean, it took a chunk out of it. Yeah,
0: the the execution uh, was fantastic, but,
2: but it, was, it, was, it was a good briefcase shot. But it just like, it just it it, um, it didn't feel like the, the, those kind of elements. I feel like they they're they they I guess they like to try, but it just it, it doesn't feel New Japan to me. Though, those kind of moments, I get it, but at the same time, I don't. Especially when you do it in the finals,
0: like <laughs> if you do that, like you know, the fifth match during the tournament. Fine, yeah, whatever. I get
2: it, like, middle or late in the tournament to, to, like, cost the team for moving on or something, but to to help it kind of dictate the result of the the whole entire tournament, I felt a little kind of rub That rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, I didn't necessarily disagree with uh, G.O.D. going over there, but just, a, yeah, just, it felt too much on the nose. It's like, okay, you know, the, the group is helping to get the win. Says, dude, that's been done dead to death yeah. at this point. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: Way yeah. too much. Way too much.
2: But uh, I, I still like Babyface tomatonga and Tonga low getting the win. I'll I'll never again. I'll never get over um, a literal Babyface tomatonga. It, it, it may so eventually weird. grow on me, but uh, it's so it, it's, uh, it's so like out of context for him. Yeah, yeah. It's but, so dude, weird. Dude, dude's still a beast in the ring though.
0: Oh yeah, I, in both of the Tongas, and I, I think Tangaloa, throughout the entire World Tag League has really stepped up his game. He has looked absolutely fantastic this entire tournament.
2: Is he somebody that you think could have like a singles run at some point? Because I, I think that he kind of goes uh, unappreciated in this tag team. Not, not, not that he kind of is in his Tom and Tonga shadow here, but I think he's somebody that, that could like have a legitimate run by himself. You uh, know, they, and so did
0: choose to do it both of those guys like they've tried it you know yep. like, like they, they've tried the Tamatonga babyface run and it just didn't work no. um tangaloa when he was at nxt you know he, he was flying solo and it just it didn't really click but the yep. two of those guys together like Tag team wrestling in 2020 is so far down most people's list that when I actually see a great tag team like the Gorillas, I want to see them stay together. I want to see them be that dominant tag team of a generation. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, no, no, I, I get it 100%. Yep. And uh, again, you know, I love to see them some crossover. I like to see those guys maybe like, Show up in AEW and just kind of cause hell and then leave, man. Uh, sh- shit like that. could, like, uh, I'd mark out hard for that. Kind of
0: like they did in Ring of Honor
2: not mm, too awful yes. long ago. Yeah. You know? I'd like to see that some kind of stuff happening again, especially if we're going to start crossing company lines here. Uh, I mean, there's some potential for some really cool stuff to just – even just to kind of engage and kind of uh, get the wrestling community kind of excited again to be like pick up the – you know, your ridiculously large – smartphone if you've got one and be like hey you gotta turn on AEW guess what Uh, Tama Tonga and Tonga just came and destroyed the fucking place you know stuff like that you know I'd like to see again you know getting back to like the attitude era kind of stuff where you're calling up everybody, like dude you gotta turn your TV on now and watch
0: this This shit's going down did you see the picture that Tama Tonga put out um boy where is that Uh, it was on his Instagram right Mm -hmm. and it's basically like this whole story of you know the the man behind 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 everything <laughs> Tama yeah. Tonga right and it's like a chessboard and then like laying on the chessboard there's like you know Cody and Kenny and the Bucks and mm. Marty and Devitt and AJ like these are all the people that the Tongans have taken out of the bullet club and he's like and we're only getting started. Yeah. What does yeah. this mean? I mean, the, you, the gorillas are planning something, but I don't had, know what it is.
2: You had mentioned a name there. Uh, I, I know this isn't uh, on your topic or even on your run here, but you had mentioned a name, and he's been awfully quiet lately. Is, is there a chance Marty shows up
0: at Wrestle Kingdom? I don't know what's going on with Marty, honestly. And ev- everybody that I talk to about it has no comment on what's going on with Marty. So yeah. I. I genuinely have no idea what's going on with Marty, but there is clearly a directive from somewhere higher than I am to the people that I talk to that they are not supposed to talk about Marty. Wow. So hmm. I don't know what's going on there.
2: There Obviously, there's some massive negativity going on there somehow. I mean, uh, obviously, there's still some follow-up from the, the speaking out uh, movement yeah. there. and uh, yep. Yeah. And his ashamed.
0: handling of you know I mean I think that's what really rubbed people the wrong way was the way that he handled it
2: it almost, it almost kind of feels like a fall from, from grace for yeah. Him right and, uh, yeah maybe uh, I mean him staying quiet probably is probably the, the wise move right now and to not be too vocal the, um, yeah. out there so. it sucks
0: yeah. because as a talent oh, yeah. I really miss the villain I really miss, miss the
2: villain. villain I miss the gimmick I miss the uh, the entrance I miss yeah. I miss having Marty around
0: So let's move to your main event, and I will try not to gush about this match for all of eternity, but it's going to be really, really hard. (laughs) Yeah. Hiromu Takahashi defeats El Desperado in 30 minutes and 14 seconds with the time bomb two. He hit him with everything, and Desperado hit Hiromu with everything. This is so, a match for the freaking ages. I'm so glad
2: I watched this. I am so glad I watched this. This is incredible, man. I I, I like you. I, it's just been a long time since I've been watching a match and just been like so emotionally involved. Like it's just like, oh, I was like, oh, incredible, man. Incredible. These two guys, uh, I cannot praise them enough.
0: And It's incredible when you look more into what happened here Mm -hmm. in this matchup. Brian Jamie Greer over at Last Word on Pro Wrestling did a fantastic article, um, basically telling the story of Hiromu Takahashi and Kiyosuke Mikami. Um, This thing goes back ten years, and there is so many callbacks throughout this entire thing and Hiromu trying to expose El Desperado uh, going all the way back to 2018, when Hiromu started walking around with the book for the best of super juniors. (laughs) Um, If you go back to 2018, when he was facing off with El Desperado, he wrote in the book, I know who you are and I hate you. (laughs) Um, So this has been going on for a while with Hiromu trying to expose who El Desperado is And in the post-match, both El Desperado and Hiromu put over the fact, with a mask or without a mask, all that is here is El Desperado. And Mm -hmm. Hiromu's old friend, Mikami, is nowhere to be found inside of this vessel that is now El Desperado. The storytelling throughout this match was incredible, incredible. And my favorite spot coming right at the end when Despi hits the pinche Loco, goes for the pin, Hiromu kicks out, and wow. Desperado freaks the fuck out. Yeah. He just freaks the fuck out because he knows I have hit Hiromu with everything.
2: Everything at this point. Yeah. Everything
0: that I have. That was it. It wasn't enough. And it wasn't enough, and I'm gonna lose this match because I have nothing left. It was incredible storytelling, Joe. Match of the year. This is probably the match of the decade, as far as I am concerned. If if you actually take, and the more I learn about this match and the story of these two guys, the more I love this match. It's incredible.
2: For me, when you're talking match of the decade, for for quite a while, um, you know it was um, uh, Nakamura's debut match in NXT with uh, Sami Zayn. Same. That that's been one of my favorite matches, you know, for you know the better part of you know, almost a, almost a decade at this point, and I've watched it uh, back and forth so many times now. And just for for me, like with these two guys, at the moment that did it for me. Was when Desby took his mask off, like he took his mask off, and just that stare down moment, and that, and whatever they said between to each other. I was just like, oh, like I was just, I'm like, I'm literally like sitting at my desk and my my computer uh, and making notes and whatnot. I'm just like, oh man, it's like, you know, this is the kind of stuff. Like if 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 the other company could even remotely touch this kind of storytelling, inc- it would be incredible. But I mean, just that that moment, I was just like, wow, you know, just when you're kind of like in awe of what's going on. Like that—that that doesn't happen often for me in professional wrestling because I, you know we know so much about the inner workings and all the other bullshit and everything like that. But but with this, I mean, just like I don't know what else to say, man. Just it, it, its like I was just—I was floored. You know, these two guys just like they—they—they they, they did like so much, but it wasn't. But at the same time, it, like it didn't feel over the top. Like I just—I—I I, I don't know. It, It's—it's they—they hit lightning in a bottle here, and uh, <laughs> dude, like, I got—I've watched it like ten times now since and- it's been on.
0: The, the thing that's so great about this is it was organic because yeah. this is not the yeah. kind of story being told where, you know, a booker sits down and says, OK, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start you off as young lions and together you guys are going to be a junior tag team. Until, you know, El Desperado or Mikami, you know, he ends up getting hurt. Then we're going to send him off on excursion. And when he comes back from excursion, then Horomo, we're going to send you off on excursion. <laughs> so you don't see each other for like, you know, five years. Yeah. You know, and, and then like five years after that, then we'll get around <laughs> to this match like oh, it man. doesn't work that way. Like, no. but it's just something so organic that everybody. When when you look at New Japan Pro Wrestling, and to me, this is one of the things that really sets them apart. And this match is the perfect example. Yes. It when is. you look at whether it be the junior division or the heavyweight division, no matter who the booker matches you up with, there is a story going on between one character and everybody else on that roster. So if Gato comes to Switchblade Jay White and he says, okay, we're going to put you with Ishii for the next five months. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, I got this story going on with Ishii that we've been dragging on for the last couple of years, so we'll go do that. And then after that, you know, okay, we're going to put you with, you know, Okada. And we go back to the Okada and Switchblade story. And then maybe we go back to the Tanahashi and Switchblade story. Like Switchblade has a story with everybody else on that roster. And it's the same thing in the junior division, whether it be Hiromu and Sho or Hiromu and Ishimori. There's a story going on there. Hiromu and Desperado, Hiromu and Bushi. He's got stories with everyone. And that's what's put New Japan just on this next level for basically the entire time Gato has been booking it. Going back, you know, 10, 15 years. It's incredible.
2: And then even like with the young lines, you have Urmura and uh, what's his name now? I can't think of it. Uh, Suji. Um, Yes, right. They've had the, the, this this back and forth this whole time. That's all building up to like a potential storyline. Like ten you know, like years
0: these, from 10, now, 10, they're going to have a huge match.
2: Right? They'll be like, "Hey, remember that when we were back and forth as young lions?" Blah blah blah. Like it, all this stuff. Like it just it writes itself, and it's just a, like you said. It's that organic storytelling. You just you just let it happen because when you force it, it just it, does, it doesn't work. I just I love this approach. It's it's something again. You know. Western professional wrestling could take um, a hint from this kind of stuff. But just the way that Western professional wrestling is laid out, it just it doesn't lend itself to this kind of storytelling. It just doesn't because, you know, you have some people at the top that, you know, if you're going to do this 10 year long storyline, they, they probably forget half of kind of what's happened. It just it, it, it just doesn't lend itself to that. But in, in Japan, it just it works just in the, the framework of how they go about doing their business.
0: Well, see, this is where I disagree with you a little bit. Okay, And this is actually the point that I was going to end up trying to make anyway. Mm-hmm. This gives me faith in AEW. Mm. Because if you look at AEW and what they, I mean, let's face it, they've only been around now for about a year and a half,
2: right? Let's keep that in context, people, when when people are eager to shit on them, just to say, you know, they're still relatively new.
0: But Kenny Omega has just won the AEW World Championship. Yep. And how many guys inside of that company does Kenny have a story with right now? Lots. I mean, you you can do a story with Hangman, you can do a story with Jericho, you can go back to the rematch with Moxley. Right you know, that there there's the whole Cody thing because that's kind of the elephant in the room, how long before he goes back on his promise that he's not going to challenge for the AEW championship? I mean, yep. there's all kinds of stories there for Kenny Omega that they have set up over the course of the last year and a half. Absolutely. That, that gives me a bit of faith in AEW's booking. When it mm-hmm. comes to WWE, you have to set this up. And I mean, clearly, if you look at AEW, it takes at least a year and a half to set it up. Because they're yeah. just now getting to that point, but you got to create the history. Exactly. But I don't even know how WWE would go back to, to this style of booking at this point.
2: Yeah, it it has a lot to do with the talent pool that they have too. It just it doesn't lend itself to that long term storytelling, just because people kind of come and go a little too much.
0: Well, right? and it's because everybody just beats everybody, and nobody moves up the card, nobody moves down the card. Wins and losses don't actually matter, Thank you people. know. It, it, it's like if you lose a match to Dolph Ziggler or the Miz, whatever I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Clearly, you're trash because everybody else on the roster has already beat them, right, you know. So. And then they still try to make the Miz out to be a big deal, even though literally everybody on the roster has beat him. Right. You know, if, if the Miz was in New Japan at this point, he would be Bushi. Mm-hmm.
2: No, I agree, and I always like to kind of put myself in the in the shoes of like a a fan. Like, let's just say if you're just stepping fresh into the to the product now, and you look at somebody like the Miz or somebody like that, you're like, "Who's this jobber? Right? Who's this dude? Like, he's nobody, right?" So. You have to kind of make yourself stand out all the time. You, you can't just always expect that your audience is always going to kind of know kind of what's happening. You need to kind of keep establishing that storyline. They, they're just not good at it. They just don't get it. They just don't get it.
0: So we know that Hiromu will be going to the Tokyo Dome. We know that Taiji Ishimori is going to be going to the Tokyo Dome. So it just seemed logical that it was going to be Hiromu versus Ishimori in the Tokyo Dome, but not so fast. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. No, no. El Phantasmo, he's got something to say about that because El Phantasmo went and won himself the Super J Cup back-to-back. That's right, and he's not going to let you forget it. He has won this tournament back-to-back, defeating ACH in the finals to win the Super J Cup. Um, The fact that it happened, that's really all there is worth talking about. Uh, Otherwise, I thought the show grandly, like... New Japan of America at this point, there's some great talent in there that's having some really good matches. We just have not figured out the presentation of it yet to make it something I want to watch.
2: Well, we had mentioned that before we started recording here, Jargo, that, uh, you know, I, I feel like uh, the, the talent is good. The in-ring work is good, but just everything else surrounding the package, you know, the, the commentary, nothing uh, against Kevin Kelly. I think Kevin Kelly still does a great job, but uh, Kozloff there, I mean, that dude is ice cold on commentary. It adds absolutely nothing to to kind of what's going on. He's just somebody talking kind of monotone in the background, honestly, and uh, just um, – and to the, the lack of an audience
1: uh, killing
2: the there in person. The, the combination of those two things, it's just that there's just zero atmosphere going on. The, 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 the match itself are, 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 are good. Okay, well, well, let me ask you this to then. Up the product.
0: Here, here's what I don't understand. Yeah, I watched Ring of Honor's final battle last night. Mm-hmm. I have to
2: check that out still, by the way.
0: And, and what Ring of Honor has been doing since the restart... It all works. Ring of Honor has been fantastic since they have restarted. The presentation is working. Why is it working for Ring of Honor and it's not working for New Japan when they're doing exactly the same thing? That's what I can't figure out. There's something missing that I just I can't figure out what it is in the New Japan of America presentation because it's the same freaking thing ROH is doing. But ROH is doing it so much better, and I can't figure out what it is.
2: I think it's largely the, the commentary team. There they're just there isn't that energy there to put everything over. You know, maybe you need to put like a Moro Ronalo in that position just to give a little bit of energy to get people excited.
0: That's a great Mauro Ronalo impression. Not really, but uh, but uh, Mario me, I mean, me, and Snoop Dogg. There
1: was That's some who we gusto need
2: to get you invested in the product, Otherwise, you just have somebody here talking like us. But uh, but back on the Super Jacob, I'm I'm uh I'm cool with the El Phantasmo. I mean, fellow Canadian man, I I can't uh, root against well, I the guy. Mean,
0: come on, when you looked at the lineup for the Super Jacob, there was one name on there that jumped off of the page. Like mm-hmm. this was El Phantasmo's to lose. The only thing that had me questioning it at all was the killer vignette that they did for Leo Rush leading up Mm -hmm. to the Super J-Cup. And then they do Leo Rush versus El Phantasmo in the first round, and it was clearly the best match of the tournament, uh, Yeah, uh, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And after that, it was just like, oh, so now I'm watching the El Phantasmo show. They they, they should have split up Leo Rush and El Phantasmo and saved it for the end.
2: I agree. 100%, 100%, but uh, I, I think the the right guy won, and uh, dude, this is an exciting match for uh, for the, the Tokyo Dome. I'm uh, genuinely uh, excited. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of El Phantasmo, but what I have seen is good, and dude, like I said, Phil Canadian, I got a root for the guy, and then you put him in there, guy with the the guy batshit crazy like Hermo Takahashi. I mean, dude, that, that, that's uh, maybe not main event material, but I am definitely not going to be missing this match with these two guys. This is going to be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff.
0: So your World Tag League Best of Super Junior review was brought to you by StevieRichardsFitness.com as well as our friends over at Pro Wrestling Tees. Let's face it, 2020 has sucked, but get ready for a band new you in 2021. Head over to StevieRichardsFitness.com, get down with Stevie's yoga program or his resistance band training program for pennies on the dollar compared to what a lot of these other programs have. That Let's face it, they, they just don't work. They just don't work. While you're online, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com, grab yourself some gear from Stevie Richards, the Ayatollah Ben-Hamin, the Conspiracy Horseman, and of course, a lot of the New Japan talent. Joe, before I let you go, I wanted to run through the road to Tokyo Dome because we've got three more Pretty decent sized shows before we get to Wrestle Kingdom. The Road to Tokyo Dome. These are going down Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in Corican Hall. Just a couple of highlights if people want to check these shows out. Monday, Tiger Mask returns. Tiger Mask has been gone for months. He's been fighting about with diverticulitis, and Mm. evidently Tiger Mask is cleared. He's ready to go. I am super excited to see Tiger Mask back, even if he is just going to be an opening six-man tags. I mean, it's it's freaking Tiger Mask.
2: Yeah, just just a staple And for, for those who haven't watched a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, Tiger Mask, I don't know how many there's been. Dude, he's just a he's four. a staple in New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's been four of them. Well, actually uh,
0: five, if you counted Bushi when he was doing Tiger Mask W.
2: Correct, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, just, just a staple. Inside of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Tiger Mask, absolutely fantastic. One of the best juniors ever.
0: Love him, love him. Your main event that night is going to be Los Ingobernables de Japón, Tatsuya Nayeto Sonata, and Bushi taking on the Bullet Club team of Dick Togo, Evil. <laughs> I still can't. <laughs> and Switchblade, Jay White, Joe. Oh, nice, okay. This one has me intrigued. Evil and Switchblade tagging together. Mm. Neither one of them has a match announced for January 4th. Of course, switchblade will face off with the champion on the fifth evil and Sonata on the fifth. Does the shit hit the bullet club fan here?
2: I don't know, man. They're just, they're, they're, for me, just, there's that one name that are, always stands out. And every time you say it, I just, uh, I, I cannot laugh. Uh, Dick, dick Togo or dick to go i mean dude the the, the merchandise possibilities are endless
0: choppy <laughs> choppy your pp
2: <laughs> i'd buy that shirt man. i wear that in public i would be ashamed of it what but, do you think um, do, yeah.
0: do you want to see evil and switchblade in the dome on january 4th in the battle for bullet club
2: i don't know man um switchblade yes i just I still don't know about evil as the the leader of the the club or not. I'm, well, that's what I, I'm saying.
0: Now's the time to get rid of this motherfucker, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. But but what do you do with him?
0: Let him go off and and, and do his own thing.
2: Yeah, it just he doesn't feel to me like leader of the Bullet Club. Like, I just see. Uh, but it's, it's too congested.
0: To like Switchblade has to establish himself as the alpha inside of the Bullet Club, even if and Evil so sticks right, around.
2: And he's the right guy to do it with. I mean, just he 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 has that gusto. He's he's still a younger guy. I mean, he he just he cuts one of the better promos in the business. He he does a heel character to a T, and uh, just uh, he's the guy to to hit your horse to. to yeah. Quite honestly.
0: Yep. Yep. I, I I want to. I kind of want to see. I mean, Switchblade has been so outspoken that I'm only working on the fifth. I'm <laughs> not working on the fourth. Yep. He, he's been so outspoken about it that it makes me feel like he's going to have a match on the fourth.
2: yes yeah, of course he is.
0: And yeah. I- evil seems the only logical choice here.
2: Yep. And you you play it up as, you know, hey, dude, I am I'm I'm here, like, I don't want to work here. You just you can you could tie a really kind of cool storyline to that match based around the fact that he doesn't want to be there.
0: Yep. Absolutely. It writes itself. It
2: writes itself, quite honestly.
0: Tuesday, your main event show, Juice in a Bushy take on the team of Gato, Kenta, and Switchblade J White. I'm I'm really wondering: Are we gonna get Kenta and Juice for the briefcase in the Tokyo Dome? Is Moxley not coming to the Tokyo Dome? Are we not gonna get Kenta versus Moxley? Are we gonna get stuck with Juice versus Kenta instead?
2: Well, they've already said that Mox isn't going over to Japan, right?
0: Well, they said that, but that you know, whenever you come out and say something like that, it makes me think yeah. that he is. It would be quite something
2: if they. He, well, and
0: and here's the other thing. We haven't seen him on AEW television since he lost the championship. That's true. If he's going to Japan, he's got a quarantine for two weeks when he gets there. Yep. So now is about the time that I would be expecting him to show up if he's mm-hmm. going to show up.
2: But See, at the same time, too, I'm not really against a Kenta and Juice Robinson thing, uh, uh, a match there either. I mean, just uh, there's some storytelling you could tell there. I mean, you could... Yeah, I guess I maybe mean, you can hint at the fact of the the WWE. Obviously, you can't name them by name, um, but uh, I mean, just there, there. I think there's some stuff that you can pull from there, and I think you that you could have some fun with this match, with these two guys. I mean, uh, I think that they're both great as talents, but I think I think having Moxley, I mean, even if those two guys get involved in a match, I think if Moxley's still going to be over there, he you could still there's an opportunity there for some shenanigans. Let's just put it that way.
0: I still want Juice Robinson to turn. I want Juice Robinson to turn heel. I want Juice Robinson to get more serious, and mm-hmm. I want Juice Robinson to join the Empire.
2: That's interesting, too. Uh, I, I, can, I can see that. At the same time, too, I like that kind of happy-go-lucky Juice Robinson out there.
0: Oh, he just annoys the shit out of me. There's nothing I enjoy more than watching Juice Robinson get punched in the face. Yep, yep. And, and that uh, was I felt that way before he started hooking right. up with Tony Storm, just in, in my defense. <laughs> but now I really enjoy it. Now I really
2: enjoy it. Yeah. By the way, congratulations, Tony Storm. That's uh, that's a good get there.
0: Yeah. God damn. That. Yeah. Jesus.
2: That girl should be that that girl should be one of the top baby faces over in the WWE. And uh, no, we'll what she them.
0: should do, what she should do, is she what? should get out of her goddamn contract and go back to stardom. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what bad. she should do. Oh yeah, I'd be in for that for sure. I cannot believe the way they and, mistreated yeah. Tony Storm on that yeah. freaking roster. It's embarrassing.
2: It, it is embarrassing.
0: Wednesday, the Road to Tokyo Dome. Show and Abushi take on the team of Bushi and Tetsuya Naito. That's going to be your main event. Should be a good match. But more importantly, on Wednesday, Joe, it's going down. Toru Yano versus Bad Luck Fale in a body slam match. That's right. We ain't gotta wait until Wrestle Kingdom. Christmas has come early. Bad Luck <laughs> Fale, King of Pro Wrestling 2020, put it on the board. It's gonna happen because there ain't no fucking way Toru Yano <laughs> is gonna body slam Bad Luck Fale. I'm trying to think
2: of possibilities of how he could. Uh, I'm sure. Tor- I'm sure he already has it in his mind, uh, what he's gonna do. And uh, you know what? Despite all the the BS and things, I'm 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 actually genuinely kind of excited this match just to, just to kind of see how it kind of goes down. Because you know me, Jargo. As much as I like the good technical professional wrestling and why not? There's for me. There's always a room for a little bit of comedy and wrestling. I, I think that the, the, they could have some fun here. And I know that. Um, uh, Folly's going to have some fun work with Yano in this match. And, uh, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do. And, uh, I have a feeling that it, it's, it'll be entertaining. At least I hope it's going to be, but, um, I'm excited. Uh, this match is yeah. getting
0: the treatment that it deserves. Yeah. It is in the middle of the card, Yeah, you know, sure. on a road to show, like, thank yeah. God we did not save this for the Tokyo dome. No, you
2: Percent, know? yeah. And uh, dude, I've never seen and this is something he could probably not do in any other company. Dude, I've never seen somebody like have so much other shit on the go and be able to plug it on like in your professional wrestling matches. Like the the dude even has uh, a QR code <laughs> on the, the back of one of his chairs that you could Dude, I mean just uh, he he plays it up so well. I mean, uh, as much as we like to shoot on Yano. Oh. I mean, yeah, I mean he he accomplishes exactly what um, you know, what he sets out to do there, you got to give the guy credit for that.
0: I am just hoping that at the end of this matchup, the real king of pro wrestling makes his appearance and says, "Tokyo Dome, I'm putting an end to this shit."
2: Are we talking Minoru Suzuki? You
0: goddamn right, we're talking I Minoru feeling, Suzuki.
2: Yeah. Minoru Suzuki versus um Toriano for Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Y- yes. In a sixty-minute Iron Man match, a sixty-minute I'm gonna murder you match. Yes,
2: call it that. Book it right now. I'm gonna Minoru Suzuki's gonna fucking kill Toru.
0: Tap out only. That's the stipulation for the match. (laughs) Sixty-minute Iron Man submission match. That's what I want. Minoru Suzuki versus Toru Yano in the Tokyo Dome. Fucking book
2: it. Take my money now. Book it. Yes, that'd be
0: fantastic. Here are the matches actually announced for the Tokyo Dome at this point. January 4th match announcements, Hiromu versus El Fantasmo, winner of the Best of Super Juniors 27 versus Super J-Cup winner 2020. Winner will face off with Taja Ishimori on night two for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship iwgp heavyweight championship on the line the 87th tag team champions the dangerous techers zach saber jr and taichi versus 2020 tag league winners the gorillas of destiny looking forward to that one that's going to be a lot of fun it is hiroshi tanahashi versus the great okan in the biggest match of his freaking life kazuchika okada versus will osprey in the tokyo dome Finally, I hope that the rainmaker makes an appearance because, please, please. I I really I really miss Kazuchika Okada because the, the this guy that's been parading around as Okada, I'm, I'm kind of done with it. An
2: imposter. That's imposter Okada. Mean. Yes.
0: And then for the double gold, your 72nd IWGP and 26th IWGP Intercontinental Champion, Tetsuya Naito defends against Kota Ibushi in a charity match. Since Ibushi lost his briefcase to Switchblade Jay White, Naito said, I want to face Ibushi on night one of Wrestle Kingdom, or I'm going to protest and not show up either night. So uh, (laughs) New Japan, make up your mind. What do you want to do? They said, okay. Kota Ibushi versus Naito in the Tokyo Dome. Joe, which one is going to die
2: to like every single time these two gentlemen step in the ring? I mean, just, it's like, yeah, which one is going to attempt to murder the other
0: one? If you um, haven't seen Naito versus Ibushi, it's really a competition of who can throw who on each other's head the most times. So oh that's really God. how these matches go. It is
2: scary to watch these two guys compete against each other. Um, it, is this finally Kotobushi's moment moment um, here? What do you think? I
0: feel like it has to be.
2: I think it has to be at this point.
0: I think it has I mean, has he's been just
2: be. denied so many times. It's like you, you got to throw this <laughs> freaking bone at this point. But, um, I mean, uh, dude's been working hard. I mean, that Kamigoye from hell. I mean, uh, he's been putting some gusto behind that lady. What what, uh, a way to kind of cap that off. I mean, uh, to really kind of... I mean and that's to me that's got to be like the match ending moment like he puts like everything he can behind that and just puts him away. That that's a that's that's a way to end that off. And I, I think that that that'd be huge. Give Kobushi the win.
0: On January 5th, the junior championship on the line as Ishimori defends against either Haromu or El Fantasmo. That match yeah. I assume will be fantastic and if you think that it's going to be El Fantasmo versus Taisha Ishimori, two bullet club guys in the Tokyo Dome, and Hiromu doesn't have a match on the fifth. You is fucking crazy.
2: I agree, just as crazy as he is. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's yeah. pretty fucking crazy. That is crazy. Next yeah, that's up,
2: be Ishimori and Toga That's has to that, be. That's gonna be a good fucking match there.
0: Yes, I mean, I would love to see Ishimori versus El Fantasmo, but they're not yeah. doing that in the Tokyo Dome. I no, mean, I wouldn't think so. Just not happening. uh, IWGP bad motherfucker championship on the line. That's the never open weight title. The 31st champion Shingo Takagi takes on the challenger representing the empire. Jeff Cobb looking forward to that. That's going to be just freaking brutal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sonata versus evil in a grudge match between the former tag team champions. And then the winner of Naito versus Ibushi versus the dirty knife pervert switchblade. Jay White.
2: Let me propose something here to you. With this with Evil and Sonata, is there any chance in hell here that that this match results in these two guys getting back together?
0: I don't think it can. I don't think it can. I mean, maybe, maybe. I, just,
2: I have a feeling. I just the reason why I bring it up is I have a feeling that's going to go that way. I just I have a feeling. If a feeling,
0: if we get Switchblade Jay White versus Evil. On the 4th, and the Mm -hmm. loser leaves Bullet Club, we could have Evil kind of wandering, not really sure where he's going. Yep. And then you have Sonata, who is about the most wandering, nobody's really sure where he's going person inside of the entire company right now. Right. I don't know. That could be interesting. Could be interesting. Yep. So we're both assuming that we end up with Ibushi versus Switchblade on night two, which is poetic because last year, Mm -hmm. Ibushi went 0-2 in the Tokyo Dome, losing to Switchblade Jay White. So... It would be poetic to see him get the win over Switchblade, at Jay White, Night 2, and Wrestle Kingdom. Of course, we have no idea if Ibushi will be able to walk going into Night 2 of <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> after facing off with Naito on Night 1. So Switchblade at a clear advantage. Joe, what do you think? Who walks out Night 2 of the Tokyo Dome? I think it's got to be Kota Bushi again. And having
2: said that as well, is there a way that we can do this? i'm just just—I'm trying to think of, of scenarios to where we can split up these titles again is there is there a scenario um that we can break that up because i i, I think it's time to kind of split that up
0: oh i agree I, I i have felt that way for a while i didn't like them putting them together yeah. to begin with because for,
2: for me just it it, it 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 um the especially the intercontinental title just it, it feels like that that's just like the tag along title Uh, Like, it's just, you know, I have the actual title and then this is just the other one I'm bringing along with it.
0: Yeah, well, but I've been okay with it recently because we've seen the Never title really get elevated with the Intercontinental title being affiliated with the heavyweight championship. So I haven't really missed the Intercontinental because I've gotten the bad motherfucker division, you know, which Shingo, Jeff Cobb, Noru Suzuki, you know, these guys going out and just hammering each other.
2: Yep. And you just said it too. Um, and I think putting that never open title on on Shingo is it's a perfect example of the talent elevating the championship, not yeah. the other way around. And these companies seem to think, and we put a title or a belt or however you want to word it, strap or whatever, on somebody. Oh, and that is going to make the the title more legitimate. No, it's always the, the the money has always been the talent making the title better, not the other way. It doesn't work the other way around. It just doesn't. Uh, historically, it just doesn't work that way.
0: Of course, I think Kota Ibushi walks out of the Tokyo Dome night two as, in his mind, God, because he wants to become God. That's really his entire purpose right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I look at what's going on in AEW with Kenny Omega becoming, you know, the AEW champion and saying that he wants to go around and, and be the belt collector. And, you know, Kenny, when he was in New Japan, I loved Kenny's music. I absolutely, that was like the perfect theme song for Kenny. You you know what the name of that song was? I forget now. Devil's Sky. So you could have God versus the devil as the devil. Kenny Omega returns to try to claim the IWGP heavyweight championship from the man that he refuses to even acknowledge exists in Kota Ibushi. I want to see that match go down like maybe in June. I want to see Ibushi get a couple of defenses in and then, you know, you can have Kenny be like, I thought you were going to lose it. Otherwise, I would have been here a long time ago.
2: See, and we've come full circle now. We're back to this long-term storytelling and consistency uh, within it. See, we would come full circle back to that that topic. And um, I agree, that would be... You know, the the golden lovers right uh, yeah. whether it be a match against each other or they they find some way to become a tag team again i mean you just you have so much to pull from and so much history and
0: storyline uh to build off of it'd be fantastic regardless of what they do so that's all i got for you sir thank you for joining me today why don't you uh, go ahead plug promote put over whatever you would like and uh we'll let you get out of here and go back to bed well, I
2: guess the, the biggest thing that I have to promote is coming up in, well, uh, it'll be on January 4th is the day for our 200th episode of Turnbuckle Talk. I, there's something else
0: going on on January 4th, if I remember right. Oh um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah. 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 It's the yeah. same day.
2: It's going to be a busy day, man. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to, uh, I don't know. I, I know I have, uh, yourself slated to be on. I'm hoping Rick, I'm hoping, uh, possibly Mr. Ryan K Bowman, of course, uh, Carl Kirafeld will be here, and uh, we'll see who else we can kind of cram in. It'll just be a big love in. And how I'm kind of hoping to lay the episode out, Jargo, is that uh, I haven't really done it this way. Is that uh, once I, I get everybody who is going to be on, uh, I'll just have everybody contribute a topic, and that's what the show will be. Like everybody will pick a topic
0: to, to cover, and that's what we'll do. The Canadian Circle Jerk. <laughs>
2: sure, we'll call it that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're looking forward to that, man. I mean, to, to hit that 200-episode uh, milestone, like it, it's just something I didn't really think of um, for, like, the last month, no, like the the however many months it's been now. And it just kind of snuck up. i me like, wow, it's like we're actually going to get to 200 episodes. It's
0: crazy. Um,
2: it's something. It, it feels pretty cool, man.
0: Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Congratulations. And uh, I, I guess Merry Christmas and Happy New Year because we probably won't have you back on Destino until uh, post-Wrestle Kingdom. So, yeah. Uh, you know, happy holidays and all that shit. Yep,
2: I'm looking forward to uh, to Wrestle Kingdom and uh, looking forward to talking about it after it happens. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a, a landmark event. And it just, it's going to be cool, Jerry to, to see a big wrestling show happening with an audience too. And the English commentator is going to be there in person. Just I'm really looking forward to it. it it's going to, uh, I said it, I think last year, it's going to blow WrestleMania out of the water this I'm looking forward to it.
0: So that's going to wrap things up for this edition of destino a new japan pro wrestling podcast thanks for listening and if you haven't already please hit that subscribe button then toss us one of those five star ratings to help us out in the algos destino is brought to you by our friends over at the htm podcast network hitting the marks.com hameen media group hacker and hameen media group.podbean.com the pw hustle networks pw hustle networks.podbean.com as well as syndicated by our friends over at ndpw.com. Find the show online at DestinoPod.com and across all social media platforms at DestinoPod. Very special thanks to Mighty Joe Morin for joining me this week. And now we're on the road to Tokyo Dome, ladies and gentlemen. So we will be back next week with a very special preview for Wrestle Kingdom featuring Mr. Billy Ray Valentine as well as 8-Track Browns. Until then, you can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, be it Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, or iHeartRadio. Enjoy the road to the Tokyo Dome, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in your ear holes soon. We'll talk to you next time. Adios.
1: Oh no, oh no Have you tasted the finest of trout